Why don't you moo us in? All right, Daniel. I will. No reason uh, not to. Moo-moo, everyone. Moo-moo, listeners, and welcome back to Milkin' It, the world's Milkin number it. one flavored milk review podcast featuring me, Brian C. for cow. And me, Daniel K. for coward. And we are your milkers. We're your milkers. We're your milkers for today. We'll be your milkers for today. Uh, for today yeah. for today and, and every day you choose to spend forever. with the milk in it podcast ah <sighs> yes you've married this podcast mm. uh, for better or for worse until the death of this podcast do us part we're on a quest to comprehensively review all the different flavors of Daniel, yeah. I think the first most important topic for today's episode is not my inability to edit and release episodes. Okay. But the fact that we're getting very close to the end of episodes in the backlog, Daniel. Oh yeah. And but that's okay. We can always we can always build more killbots. You know? I think we can always Daniel, record more episodes. I think there is, Daniel, a large, there's a call out there for us to turn our attention to the life and work of the great Waka Flocka Flame. (laughs) Uh, You sense a shift in the podcast focus in the future? Milk in it it listeners need to know, Daniel, is the Waka Flocka Flame podcast going to happen? I don't think the Waka Flocka Flame podcast is going to happen. They want it. Do they? How many people have sent us in uh, uh, Waka Flocka Flame reviews versus how many have sent us in milk reviews? Daniel. By the way, I got a bunch of milk reviews from loving listeners. I didn't tell you, but I got them. Oh, that's great, Daniel. Um, Well, they aren't sending us in the Waka Flocka Flame reviews because we aren't doing the podcast yet. Mm, mm, that's, that's true. They're only I guess s- they're not sending us a lot of things, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, Daniel. Just because they're not sending us those things doesn't mean there isn't a good podcast out there in the things they aren't sending us. Wouldn't we? Wouldn't we be? Was it, wouldn't it be more on brand to just expand the milk review format to, to review other things? other liquids? Yeah, or like other, you know, blank products. Like we've got. We got different flavored milks. We what could do yogurt. Different, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yogurt pod. Yeah, you know what? I like yogurt more than I like milk. Yogurt's great. But the idea of being a yogurt review podcast is really fucked, Brian. Daniel, I think we, <laughs> I think we definitely need to do an ice cream episode at least. Oh yeah, that, there's a lot of ice creams, and ice cream is flavored milk in many ways. In many ways, yeah. I think we've discussed that previously. Yeah, I don't really understand ice cream, but... You take you know. cream and you ice it, Daniel. You make it cold Bef- and it becomes, like, solid-ish. I guess so. Well, Have you, you had you that nice cream? Where you make it out of n- blended frozen banana? 
I have not, Daniel. But I've heard that yeah. it, it can be yummy. It's okay. Daniel, I think the secret to ice cream is you like put the stuff in and then you make it really cold, but you keep moving it the whole time. So instead of like uh, freezing solid, it like becomes just very cold and yeah. gets that ice creamy texture. Yeah. I know movement is super important. Yeah. And also like coldness. Mm. So I'm I'm assuming you combine the movement and the coldness in some way. That's what I know yeah. about ice cream. You could probably like take any one of the flavored milks that we've reviewed on this podcast and put it in an ice cream maker and make a flavored the same flavor ice cream. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The things that I think are much better as ice cream than milk flavors strawberry for sure strawberry. it's like number one on the mm. list much better as an raspberry. ice cream flavor than a milk flavor um uh, i could see a raspberry milk being pretty good actually but no one's tried it yet yeah there was next there people tried it oh no daniel that was raspberry flavored oh but that was like raspberry candy wasn't it yeah that's true i'm thinking just like real raspberries blended into milk Hmm. That's just a smoothie. That could be okay. Um, caramel, I think, generally better as ice cream flavor than milk flavor. Yeah, I'll definitely give you that one. You know what? Ice cream kind of acts as a surface in a way that milk doesn't. You can have layers of things embedded in the ice cream, like, you know, seams yeah. or veins of caramel. You can't have <laughs> you veins can't have of a... caramel suspended in the milk. Uh, You're not sucking up veins. You kind of could. I mean... If you didn't oh, like stir imagine, it in, it would just stay there, right? Yeah. Yeah, like a, a, a suspended lattice inside well, the liquid. Like non-homogenized milk. It's got chunks of fat. Yeah, but they're all like in one place, I think. Yeah. I like the idea of like seams going like almost like, like silk that is like a, you know... If you imagine you genetically modified a spider to spin caramel yeah. webs inside a bottle and then gently, slowly flooded the bottle with yeah. milk and the caramel web inside was retained. It would have to stay in what, such a way that you could like drink it and somehow yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, so it wouldn't be rooted to the sides of the bottle. It would be free-floating. And then as you tipped it, it would slide into your mouth in amongst the milk. But, but then you'd have to like take like a bite. Threads and veins. And you'd have to like bite it off. Right? Yeah, yeah. You'd be... Um, yeah. Or at least like pushing... It's like a half bite where you push against the top teeth mm. with your tongue yeah. to sever, mm -hmm. to scissor off the veins. Okay, Daniel. Yeah. Uh I, I think we'll put that I feel that like in. that's right around, that must be right around the corner of bubble tea technology. Yeah. When we release the official Milk in It milk, Daniel, it's going to include <laughs> a lattice of caramel. <laughs> Let me write yeah. this down. Lattice of caramel lattice woven of caramel. by genetically engineered spiders. Yeah. And the milk itself will be a non-sweet strawberry, a tart strawberry. A tart strawberry. Huh. Daniel, you know what I should do? I should get more of that drinking yogurt. That was really good. That that one. Yeah. That was a good strawberry well, thing. When we're a Waka Flocka uh, yogurt podcast, yeah. you can do that. Okay, Daniel. Perfect. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Why is Google listening to oh, me? What? Um, 
Yeah, turn that off. I don't really have the capacity to do that at this moment, so I'll just hopefully I don't say anything that sounds like the words that it listens for. Yeah, we, Daniel, don't, we don't want any of this conversation on record anywhere. Absolutely yep. not. Uh, I think we've covered kind of the previously soon on milking it. We've got previously, you know, we talked about stuff, and soon we're going to be a Waka Flocka podcast. Mm. Listeners, don't, I don't, yeah, don't worry. I'll be able to talk him out of it eventually. <laughs> Just stick with us. There's Dan- tons more milks in the world. Daniel, we can I do both. I know Brian is having a rough patch finding flavored milk, but soon he'll find the perfect website which will ship all the weird stuff to Daniel, him. I went to oh, Brian. I went to two yes. different grocery stores today looking for a certain milk, and I, well, no, not today. One yesterday, one today. And I did yeah. not find it at either of them. Ah. <sighs> It's I had a been real informed. Labor of love, isn't it? I've been informed by a source that I thought was reliable that it would be at the one, and I didn't find it there. So now I no longer trust that source. And then I looked up that creamery, and I looked up their distributors, and I saw okay, they're at this one place, and I just happened to be in that area today because um, there's a nice park down there. Went for a walk in a park, and then on the way back, stopped by this specific grocery store that is supposedly a distributor of this this place, this creamery. And Daniel, they did have this creamery's milk. And mm-hmm. they even had another creamery that I didn't even know about. They had their milk too. Oh. But here's the thing, cool. Daniel. They only had actual milk, thing. whole milk, buttermilk, and half and half. Uh. And now, I don't know if, I guess I could get a buttermilk. But you've already done that, so it feels a bit like you know, I think, been there. I think you can get a buttermilk. I think uh, we can do double ups if it's like my you first buttermilk. Like if you ever see Brian, if you ever see a camel milk, you buy that. You buy that bottle right away. I did no see. Hesitation. I did see a goat milk today, Dan, and I re- I thought about it. Mm. But yeah, I, I had know. I've had some goat milk off pod recently. How was it? Worth uh, worth bringing on the pod? Nah, uh, not not this specific. On the milk. on the scale of like good milk to camel milk, where did it fall? It was like halfway uh, to camel. Hmm. Hmm. Is it, uh, and not like you know I was drinking it and it was like UHT goat milk, like it you know it's uh, you keep it in the you know the cupboard. And uh-huh. then you put it in the fridge when you want it. So I'm like, this isn't the premium product. This isn't straight out of the goat. No. So it has, I think there's potential for better goat milks than you the want, goat milk I had. You want it straight out of the goat, Daniel. You want, you just want your mouth on that goat udder is what you want. You want, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. that's what we all want. It's not just a weird yeah. thing about me. When we drink our milk, no. we want it to come right out of the orifice in which it was originated. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, all of this faffing about with bottles and fridges, it's just yeah. inconvenient. So I only drink my world. almond milk by just squeezing an almond into my mouth. Mm. Daniel, I also, also seriously considered buying just two normal milks and then mixing them together and calling it milk-flavored milk. <laughs> but Well, yeah, that's that's another thing that you can do is if there has been a... Like, so, your challenge is not enough flavoured milk. 
my challenge is much of the flavored milk around me i turn my nose up at these days mm-hmm. and go no i won't patronize your your um your shitty your, racist brand yeah or just um, your so shitty what you could do toxic. is if if there are uh like milk if there are milkeries which you've sampled the milks of in the past and they do a couple of different flavors you could pit milkery against milkery by mixing all their flavors together into one super flavor, like a super flavor, rainbow flavored milk. You know, you mix get the, the dairy gold, the like chocolate, chocolate and strawberry and vanilla together, and see what happens. Yeah, do one mix for dairy gold, all of dairy gold's flavors, and then one mix for whatever else. I don't know, Armitage, f- yeah. fistulas or whatever. I don't know, Daniel. That's actually a fun idea. I'm gonna do it. I like it. I nice. really like it. It's going to be good. And then... Oh, and just stay tuned, listeners. I And I think I do want to do like a, a normal milk flavored normal milk as well, but I couldn't decide if it was like, should it be one per, like 2% flavored 1% milk, but then that's just like 1.5% milk. Or should I get like a normal like store, like Kroger store brand milk and then like a really nice fancy creamery milk and then like mix them together and then mm. it's like the, flavoring the shittier milk with the better milk the world of subtlety which you'll be entering Many when you try that will be interesting yeah yeah <laughs> i i think i'm not quite a person i i don't really have a sophisticated palate you know i may not be able to uncover all the nuances of flavor there yeah. But well, we you can work your way up to it. Yeah. I also think I should I should start trying to make some more milks myself. Yeah. Homemade milks can be fun. Yeah. The problem with the homemade milks is like there's not as much value in us reviewing the homemade milk because other people aren't going to the store and coming across that milk, right? So what we're we're doing a service to people and yeah. and kind of just making my own milk and then reviewing it is a little more just self-indulgent. Um, mm, I see what you mean. And I like the spirit of service that this podcast has for the most part, Yeah, Daniel. this is not a self-indulgent podcast. No, this is for this the is people. This is a public-minded podcast. Yes. Exactly. This is basically one long public service announcement about which milk yeah. is the one you should buy and drink. It is. I've been trying to get this onto the tannoy systems in supermarkets. Um, no one's gotten back to me yet, but yeah, the ultimate goal is for this to be a, uh, a yeah. public service that we perform. You know how like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but certain chains of stores will have like the same soundtrack. Uh, so yeah. when I when I worked at a hardware store a long time ago, um, you would just hear the same songs every day in the same order it was like literally the exact same soundtrack it was like a cd right just playing um it wasn't like spotify where they shuffled it or something right so it was all the same songs in all the same order every day and then when you went to another store of that same company at like the same time of day you would hear the same songs it was kind of weird but Mm. It wouldn't be weird if they did that with the Milk and It podcast in grocery stores. Mm. Yeah, I agree. How many Just hours have we got? Our, Can we fill up a full 24 hours? 
Oh, hell yeah. Surely, yeah, Daniel. Can. Oh, yeah, wait. What episode are we up to? Like 48 or something? We are... This is episode 43, Daniel. So hang on. 43 times 20 minutes per episode. But the majority of our yeah, episodes are around... <laughs> around 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so yes. we're close to 24 yeah. hours of podcasting under our belt. Yeah, close. Very close. Um, but... Yeah. Speaking of 20 minutes, <laughs> yeah, that's just about how long we've been recording for now. And, Daniel, I think it's time for us to spin the rotolactor and find out spin the rotolactor. which milks okay. we will be drinking on today's episode of Milk in It, cool. the podcast, cool. the flavored milk review do we podcast. Wanna, do we want to do an overview of what is in the basket or should... Cause it's a relatively small pool, so maybe we don't want to do the overview. Um, we could talk about it. I I kind of like just talking about the milks we get when they're rolled. Mm, fair you enough. Know? What was that? Something like beep. Yeah, that was a little notification. I need to make it so they don't oh, make okay. noises. All right. Cool. Sorry about that. I wasn't making maybe sure be... it wasn't me. Oh, I think it'll be gone in post anyway. Yeah, cool. Because it will have been I'm recorded. my emails today. So yeah. I was worried someone sent me an email. Nah, Daniel. I might accidentally know about it. Ah, <laughs> oh, Daniel. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah, I think, I think it's fun to talk about them when they're rolled. Because otherwise it's like, I've got this milk, but I don't want to talk about it. Because who knows, I'll have to talk about it later maybe, you know? And then I have to talk mm, about the same milk enough. twice. And I just can't Fair be enough. fucked to do that. All right. It's yes. time to roll the road elector. Okay, Daniel. I mean, okay. I'm disengaging spin. the you mean emergency spin. stop. Spin, spin. There we go. Huh? It's time to roto the lactor, folks. Listen to it go. Uh-oh. Listen to it go. It's sliding, Brian. Daniel, watch out. Brian, it's sliding. Daniel, look ah. out. Run, Daniel. Run. Daniel, run to the side. Don't just run in a straight line away from it. Just run to the left. And you'll instantly be safe. Daniel, did you do it? Yep, it stopped, Brian. Did it stop on your face? No, my face is in between the pegs. Ah, perfect. Given that they're the size of a cow, so that cows can fit in each segment... (laughs) The peg marks the perimeter of the edge of the segment of the circumference of the circle. I was able to dodge the pegs as they came to land. Uh, That's yeah, great, Daniel. In, in the That's earth. That's really good. Deserted Pacific Island. I'm glad that you are safe. Um, yeah. Hey, look, there's the little pointer just above my head where I'm laying. Can yeah. you see uh, what, what segment Daniel, it's landed well, on? It's, just, it's pointing at your face right now. Yeah. So I'm going to need you to extricate yourself completely. All right. Now I can see that Daniel, we each have a milk to drink today. <laughs> Although, I'm not going to lie, mine is not milk. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing on it's the list. It's Waka Flocka Flame. Nothing on the list for me has milk in it. Um, oh really? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's the milk in it, the podcast where we drink stuff that doesn't have milk in it. 
Yeah. Daniel, I today will be drinking a pop and bottle golden chai tea mm. latte. Oh, yum. And Wait, y- latte? That means made with milk. Latte That's means true. milk, right? Daniel, we'll get into so, that in a second. Daniel, uh, you today, Daniel, will be drinking an uh, ocean bomb bubble milk tea. Interesting. Okay. Great. Yeah, Daniel. That is great, isn't it? That was it? one of the things that the rotolector banged on. Yeah, it was. Also, I just realized As that one of your things one of your things wasn't on the rotolactor technically, but hey, there we go. Ocean bomb bubble milk tea for you, golden chai tea latte for me, Daniel. Is your your uh, is your pop and bottle golden chai tea latte in a can? Daniel, it is in a bottle, actually. Oh. I guess hence the name. Daniel, it has a little tag up. on it that says a new way to latte. <laughs> www.popandbottle.com or at pop and bottle. I'm gonna remove that tag. This is yeah. So I guess it's called pop and bottle. Don't know really what that's about. Um, wow. Golden chai tea almond latte, Daniel. So this is plant powered. It has no refined sugar. The ingredients are almond milk, which, as we know, is water. Honestly, yep. this this should be delicious. Um, Almond milk dates, probably for like sweetener or something. Or dates dates as no. an ingredient in your milk. Almond milk dates black tea spice extracts, including cinnamon, ginger, cardamom, nutmeg, clove, pepper, vanilla extract, pink Himalayan salt, misspelled turmeric, and monk fruit. Monk Distributed fruit. by Pop and Bottle Inc., San Francisco. California. Is monk fruit a kind of fish? Uh, it's a kind of fruit, Daniel. Oh, I'm thinking of monkfish. <laughs> the word fruit might have helped you there, Daniel. Oh, look so, at a monkfish. This is, di- this is dairy-free, Daniel. I think my dad had a, a, uh, a plaster cast of a monkfish when I was young that he like brought over from Iceland. I think this is going to be really good, Daniel. Yeah, Atlantic Ocean. Ah, Daniel, higher what? classification, goosefish. Daniel, Scientific tell- name, Lofius. Lofius. Daniel, 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 tell us about your ocean bomb bubble milk tea. Wowzers, 32 kilos on a monkfish. <laughs> oh, God, we've lost him, folks. Anyway, listeners, Just I'll be Google drinking monkfish. this Google, this golden child. Damn it, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking words in my ear while I'm trying to say other words out of my mouth? Mm. This has 60 milligrams of caffeine. Maybe I'm going to die. All right. What's, did you ask me a question when I was busy Googling monkfishes? Yeah, Daniel, I wanted you to tell us what an ocean bomb bubble milk tea is and then fire up the freaking chat timer and open your thing and take a sip. Yeah, sure. I guess, so I guess we sip before that- chat timer starts. So you can, yeah. Wait, you want me to have a sip or tell me tell you about bubble milk? Tell us about it, then take bomb. a sip, then we'll start the chat timer, then we'll chat about monkfish. This is a can. Uh, nice. A can of beverage. I think that what I'm looking at here on the front is uh, Japanese kanji. Wow. Uh, but, 
But we'll never know. You know, it might be that only half of this is kanji and another is another language. I'm uh, ignorant. Let me see. Maybe the other half is hiragana. Taiwan. Taipei City, Taiwan. Mm, that's Made probably in not Taiwan. Japanese. It's then. Taiwanese. Uh, Daniel, so did, you hear my, ocean bomb. did you hear me say the other half could be hiragana? Could be. That would have been... That's funny, Daniel, because that's another... That's a different Japanese alphabet. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, that, that's very funny, Brian. So, when Thank I you. read the description on the side, guess what? This is brown sugar bubble milk tea. Have you ever had Yum. brown sugar bubble milk? Yeah. Uh, this is a goddamn No, but best. it sounds amazing. Okay, brown sugar is misleading. When I bought uh, my first uh, brown sugar, you know, Sago Balls... Milk tea. Yeah. Um, Sago balls. It's not, it's not brown sugar flavored. What it is, is it's like the top of a creme brulee flavor. Oh, damn. That's like the best thing in the yeah. world. And they do it in, uh, they get you the cup and then they get molten sugar, which is why it's brown. Because it's like, they, they make caramel. They, they, they cook up the sugar until it's just molten. And they squirt it onto the inside uh, surface of the cup. And then they pour in the milk. And so the the like super cooled crackly sugar flavors the milk. It's the best. I think it might be a uh, Korean. Um, but maybe I just read that maybe wrong somewhere. Maybe it's Taiwanese, Daniel. No, you know what you know what I mean. That that original idea of of putting like molten sugar into a bubble milk. Uh, uh yeah, a bubble tea flavor originated in Korea. No. Oh. Yeah, uh, but that's that's like hearsay, my hearsay. I was um, just thinking you keep thinking things aren't Taiwanese, but you're holding something in your hand that is from Taiwan and yeah. is an example of the thing you are talking about. Yeah, but we've we've had examples on this podcast of you know Australia importing America's racism and putting it into a raspberry milk. So cultures share. We're a big sharing family. We share our Racism and our flavoured milk ideas. So, yeah, I'm going to crack it open and have a drink and then start the chat timer. Oh, That was a nice crack. Is the brand Ocean Bomb? I believe so. Yeah. I'm just going to write it down on the uh, little chart here. All right, Daniel, are we taking a sip? Packaged by YHB Biological Technologies. I'm taking a sip. Mm -hmm. All right, Daniel. Should we have a chat? Timer? Yeah. Yeah, we should. All right. All right. The chat time is set to five minutes. Wow. <sighs> How to cook monkfish. Making yeah, a lots meal. Of monkfish recipes. Monkfish known as the poor man's lobster with a similar texture, look, and flavor. It looks scary, but it tastes delicious. Mmm. It's got a strong look, doesn't it? I right. wonder if it's like the blobfish. 
yeah. in that it normally looks, uh, you know, dashing, debonair, and a handsome fish. But as soon as you pull it up from a kilometer beneath the water, it's, uh, you know, blood explodes, and then it looks like a blob. Yeah. Damn, it's huge. Yeah, people are all about like eating a, it, huh? Look at those look at those lips that it's got. My gosh. His head looks I like a see frog. Fish in the water. I see one here on the surface of the water. Giant monkfish creepy reddit.com. I'm looking at that. It is creepy. It's hard to tell if that's like yeah. a live one at the surface or a dead yeah. one floating. I guess it's alive. Is it eating stuff? Or is it I don't know. Those yeah, look hard creepy. To tell. Wow, look at the fins. They're like lily pads. Baitshop.com. How to catch the elusive monkfish. Damn, that is quite a photo, huh? The baitshop.com one? Yeah, I'm looking at that one too, Daniel. Yeah, yeah the uh, the fish, like, as fish meat looks pretty good. Mm. There's some nice looking dishes here. Yeah, I'm seeing the monkfish with chorizo crust and spiced something. Yum. Is that butter beans or white beans or whatever? Monkfish mac and cheese, Daniel? <laughs> Monk and cheese? Monk and cheese. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So what? You're a fan of fish, Brian? Why is there no monkfish in Animal Crossing? You played any Animal Crossing, Brian? It's been a long time, Daniel. It's been a yeah, long time. It's a long time. Long but that monkfish time. update, that'd bring it back, wouldn't it? That Could would. Log back in for the monkfish update. If I could catch a monkfish and put it in my aquarium, I would be on it. Hell yeah. It's interesting. Like, I don't know. Why, why, does, it, why does it matter... That it's so ugly looking to whether or not I would want to eat it, Daniel. Um. Wow. Um. I guess the first bite is with the mind, isn't it? That's what they say. So. Uh, yeah. When you have a monkfish on your plate and you're sort of carving into it. And its big mouth and eyes are staring up at you. But I wouldn't even like. like, uh, I mean, me would never be in that situation, right? I would only ever be at the stage where I'm seeing this like nice-looking food on a plate. Yeah, I don't know. Have you seen? I've just navigated to the. I'm sure I'm not the the only one, right? Not the only one that what? I'm not the only person who like doesn't want to eat something that's kind of gross looking, right? Oh, no, of course. You ever but read like, any manga? has nothing to do with the taste, right? And, like, when you no. cut it up, when you cut it up and put it on a thing, it all looks the same. And, I mean, like, salmon isn't particularly, like, attractive as a fish. It's just not I mean, extremely ugly, right? Yeah, it's, it's not just much fish level ugly. Think, I think but that also, the like, ugliness of just the been fish conditioned. has to be a. It's like a, um, like a, a dirty secret that you think of when you're eating it. The, oh boy, this yeah. came from something real ugly. 
But yeah, I've just gone on the Lofius, which is what monkfishers are Lofiuses, and Lofius Wikipedia page shows us pictures of these uh, anglerfish and monkfish, and they've got like, they've got beards, Brian. The American angler and the black-bellied angler. There's a yellow goosefish, blackfin goosefish, the devil anglerfish. Uh, But they've got beards. They look amazing. Yeah, check it out. Members of Lofius. Lofiad. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Give me some of them. Fishing frogs. Sea devils. Wow. Members of the genus Lofius, also sometimes called monkfish, fishing frogs, frogfish, or sea devils. Get back, you sea devil. Does everyone think they look bad? Like, is it just like, is it just social conditioning that makes us think these are ugly, or are they just like objectively ugly? I think they're probably objectively ugly. Like evolutionarily, like we just yeah think they're bad. Yeah, it looks like a yeah. I think there's probably something that makes us think that this is terrible. I'm looking at American angler's face, and yeah, it's terrible. Um, but I guess what, Brian, the chat timer has gone off. I noticed that, Daniel. As that means it's time for me to take some pills. I'm gonna drink these pills with my milk, Daniel. Cool. Make sure you add the flavor to the review. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I happen to be taking some pills mm, slightly as Slightly well. chalky. Slightly chalky, Daniel. My pills are of um, co- uh, konjac tapioca ball. Mm, uh, yum. Yeah. So what now? Should we talk about monkfish some more? Uh, Daniel, I think we need to have an interlude and make some scores. Okay, we'll make some scores. This is making me want fish and chips, though. Looking at monkfishes? Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, what do you think is the ugliest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, that's a good question. Um, The ugliest thing I've ever eaten. It's hard to remember my history of, of eating. I bet... These days, mostly it's like, you know, how ugly can a broccoli get, you know? Yeah. Hard to say. Maybe. um, Oh, I've had, uh, I've had, um, what is it? I've had that uh, Icelandic putrefied shark meat. Oh, yum. Yeah. But does a shark look if those... ugly before it's putrefied? I think so. It's not Greenland sharks that they putrefy, is it? I it's some know. poisonous shark that the only way that you can eat it is if it, uh, if it, if it rots for a while in the ground and the, the toxin is nullified, and then the starving Icelanders, who have pulled up every tree on the island and don't have anything to eat, can eat the rotten shark. Um, and uh, hence the tradition is born. But if it is like, I mean. It might not be 
Greenland sharks that they're eating, those sharks that live for 600 years. But if it is, or a relative of them, I think they're pretty ugly. Hang on. Daniel, do you think we like these other fish because they're shiny and the monkfish isn't shiny? So that's why we don't like it as much? Does that have something to do with that? I think it's to do with the shape of its face and the size of its mouth and how flat the face is and how staring the eyes are. Well, it's like the the whole texture of its body is gross. Yeah, the body is gross. I think the face is really gross. It's a little bit human, but it's, you know... Not a healthy human. Like if you melted a, like if you made a human like wax figure and then left it in a room that was too hot and it like melted down so that it was like on the table, but the face, facial parts kind of stayed sort of intact and just like it would become a blob with just like eyes and a mouth. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a it's like a prop from a horror movie called you know like the Mad Skinner of Alaska or whatever. He cuts people's faces off. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I've just looked it up. Um, Harkel. It's probably some weird pr- pronunciation of the K. Uh, abbreviation of Keister Harkler or Harkel with a un unvoiced L, referred to as fermented shark in English, is a national dish of Iceland. Consisting of a Greenland shark or other sheep sleeper shark that has been cured with a particular fermentation process and hung to dry for four to five months. It has a strong ammonia-rich smell and fishy taste, making it an acquired taste. So, Greenland shark uh, or sleeper sharks. They're kind of, I mean, they look kind of prehistoric, but it's not particularly like disturbing i don't i don't know you know what you know what i think you know why i think greenland sharks are disturbing because they live for 500 600 years right yeah. and by like year year 80 worms have eaten their eyes and they just don't need them because they live at the bottom of the ocean where they can't see anyway so they have these parasites which are like yeah we'll have these eyes and the sharks don't care because it's their uh vestigial anyway that's badass so that's 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 totally insane. That's some some <laughs> some Hellraiser shit. <sighs> yeah. So I've eaten one of them. Yum. I've eaten like a weird worm thing. It was like a tube. It's just oh. like a little tube that was kind of alive and it was like a it was like three inches long, kind of like a section of rubber hose basically. So what and if- why did you eat it? Were you starving in a desert? Uh, I was in Korea on a trip with my the teachers at my school, and we were all drunk, and the principal was like, eat this with me. And I was like, <laughs> I guess so. We're really drunk, so I'll do it. Yeah. And you are the principal. Therefore, I must obey. Yeah. Well, good on you. Yeah. You got peer pressured into eating a worm. Mm-hmm. Some kind of weird sea thing. Sea worm thing. All right, Daniel, why don't we... Let's now have our belated interlude. Mm. We can make some scores. And then uh, we can, you know, move on from there to uh, telling the listeners about our scores. How does that sound? 
That sounds good. Inuit Legends. The Greenland shark's poisonous flesh has a high urea content, which gives rise to the Inuit legend of Skalksak, the first Greenland shark. The legend says that an old woman washed her hair in urine and dried it with a cloth, and the cloth blew into the ocean to become Skalksak. Very nice. I like it. There you go. All right, interlude. You see the way I pull up, attention like a soldier. What you expect to happen now? I'm swagging on the sofa. How are you doing, Daniel? Oh, I'm okay. How's your scoring? It's nearly done. How about nearly you? Nearly done, Daniel. Mine is... Uh... Um... Um, yeah, I'm done. Excellent. Great. I think I am too. Yeah. You think you are? I think I am. How many mils is this? 315. That's a great question, Daniel. Very important question that you should not answer. All right, Daniel. uh, Who should go first here? D- who, who? Deliver a little should, sermon uh, and then uh, then regale us with scores. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who should go first? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Me? Sure, Daniel. Cool. You sound well, good. I should start by saying Let's hear Google says, yeah, that um, brown sugar flavored bubble milk tea, boba tea. It's totally Taiwanese. I don't know what I was thinking or what I thought I read, but yeah, from Taiwan. Um, And also Taiwan kind of like uh, claims ownership of bubble tea in general, although there's debate, of course. Fair enough. Uh, But so this tin, which I've cracked open, I take a drink, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, I look inside and what I see is a a pleasing tan color. It's it's milky in there, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, like a pale, uh, very opaque, milky color, flavored milk color, which is a good start. And then I drink, and it's quite tasty. Mmm, yum. It's not the strong, um, caramelly uh, creme brulee flavor that is in the um, the brown sugar teas that I've enjoyed in the city. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not hitting those highs, but the flavor is like good bubble tea flavor. It's like, mm, yeah, I see. And then there's an after flavor of that that sort of caramel flavor, that kind of nice burnt sugar flavor. But it's not it's not uh, it's not burnt, crispy, crackly sugar f- fronted flavor like good brown sugar bubble milk tea is. Uh, but then I'm thinking, well, the ingredients list uh, lists uh, konjac tapioca balls as the second. Uh, most um, a present ingredient in this can, and I didn't get any in that first swig, and so I like swirled it around as much I can without spilling any out the top. And I drink again, and I'm like, "Wow, oh, still no balls, huh?" Swirl, swirl, swirl. Drink, boy, oh boy, there's probably going to be a lot of balls at the bottom. And then finally, on like drink three or four, I get a ball, uh, and this milk just shoots itself right through the foot. Oh, no. They are um, these balls in this in this 
uh, beverage, totally flavorless. They are the consistency of a uh, an overly cooked fried egg white. Yikes. They have this sort of gelatinous, like you can tell your teeth are like cutting through this, this weird, I can't explain it, but like white feeling jelly, even though they appear to be a dark dark brown color in this liquid. Uh, and there's no flavor in the balls, only a unpleasant texture. Um, so, so not a good drinking experience when we get past the first half of the content of this can, which is a shame because it was strong up until that point. Um, the can I'm drinking from has quite a pleasing design. They've made a pretty interesting choice to have a black can with almost like a festival, like lantern festival kind of uh, kind of design, drawn with uh, yellow lines yellow and orange line work and then like bright neon pink and orange and yellow color and then this uh, very very tan colored uh, art of bubble milk tea on the front with this really nice ripply ripply orange uh, uh, pattern on the sides of the thingo um, but yeah o- overall like I, I don't think I can finish this because of the sort of monstrosity at the bottom but the yeah the tasty liquid on top was it was tasting pretty good there for a second. Oh uh-huh. well, um, it's a bummer. And the the main ingredient is listed as being a water, but then when I had a little sip, I'm like, hey, this is like it tastes like it's pretty milky tea, you know? Mm-hmm. This milk tea is pretty milky. So uh, on with my numbers. I gave it a milkiness of sixty. It's like. For something that is predominantly water, it achieves a good, smooth milkiness. It's it's respectable. Uh, the tastiness. Um, the flavor of the balls is nothing. Um, but I still think that, that that absence of flavor detracts from the flavor of this can overall. The, the liquid itself deserves a higher number than this, but I give it 57. Okay. Um... The creativity. I feel like this can is a bit of a cash-in on what is a legitimately creative product. So I'm not too sure how to treat it. I might treat it like a 40. Um, It's like it's riding on the coattails of a genuinely creative industry, which is like fueled by by consumption and interest in the general public from the general public to make more and more interesting, extravagant flavors, more chewy balls. The place I'd like to go to, they they make the balls there in front of you. Uh, they like you know roll it out and they put powder on their hands and they like, you know, they make the little balls they put in your cup, and then they squirt in the hot stuff and then they give you the the whole thing and it's amazing. It's the creative industry, the bubble milk tea industry, but this can is like a little cash in. Oh, you like the flavor of this? Try it in a can that's imitating what you like. So forty. Uh, the value I actually don't know. This was my wife bought this for me. She was in mm-hmm. like a. That's what know, question mark uh, question mark question mark means. Yeah, but I imagine it was between two and three dollars. So there's two ways of looking at this. It's pretty expensive for a flavored milk, but it's pretty cheap for a bubble tea. Remarkably cheap. It's like the budget option. Oh, you can't afford a real um, brown sugar flavored bubble milk tea. 
well, you can buy this for half the cost. So I've given it 50. Uh, the Gestalt, here's where I really hit it hard for the balls. It's 15. You can't put these in here and... It would be just way... It, it, it prevents... It prevents this from being a drinkable thing. These totally flavourless, terribly textured balls. Um, and, I mean, it's not like there's a, a straw, you know? Mm. It's just a can. The balls come out the little aluminium mouth of the can. That's not good. And the zeitgeist, I like the picture, 75. So, 60, 57, 40, 50, 15, 75. Are they are my numbers? That's my essay. 50 value. Wait, what was your gestalt? Uh, 15. 15 and 70 zeitgeist? 75, 75 zeitgeist. zeitgeist. Pretty good picture. And I leave you with this advice, listeners. Stay away from bubble tea in a can. Get it from... One of the a million bubble tea places which are in the city. Mm-hmm. Go to the city, Go. walk into a shop, it's probably selling bubble tea. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm. I agree. Mm. All right, Daniel. Well, thanks for your numbers. You're welcome. Would you like to hear about my drink? Sure. Yeah, I guess so. What do you reckon, listeners? Should we hear about Brian's drink? What was it? Something latte? Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Golden. I googled your thing. It looks like a design project. It looks like there's no actual milk in these containers. Well, there is no uh, actual milk in these containers, Daniel. (laughs) Oh yeah, of course. But there's no. This looks like these look like uh, empty bottles that are you know a design PhD uh, would be. Yeah. Their final project. That is exactly. Look how incredibly beautiful we made this. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a design project. Um, it's all like Helvetica and... Yeah, you know, exactly the right shade of grayish. Minimal. Mine is... This is like yellowish, which I guess is supposed to be mm. golden. Uh, yeah, so you open it up. There's like... You've been shaking it, so it's got a little bit of like foaminess to it, which makes you feel like it's a little bit milky but then it's pretty thin um because it is water being almond milk and tea um and then generally it's pretty good it's you know it tastes like chai i don't know how much you've drunk chai but it just it tastes like chai it's not very spicy and it's not very sweet which i think is good it's not too sweet um I mean, I've had some good sweet chai as well. There's one I used to get from a place near my office that was like pretty spicy and pretty sweet, and I would just like slam it because it was really good. Um, but this this is kind of more of a more of a spice, not spicy, but like spice experience than it is like a sweet experience. Um, but yeah, it's a little thin, tea-like, slightly milky, not too milky. The flavor is good. The flavors are nice. I think I don't really like turmeric very much. So, or it's the hint of dates. I don't know. Um, there's a little bit of a flavor here that I don't, it's not my favorite, but overall it's, you know, it's pretty good, pretty good flavors. You know, there's ginger, there's cinnamon, there's black tea, like some of my favorite things in here almonds gotta love it um 
Yeah, and it's a small little 325 mil bottle that is a design project and cost me like $4, which is kind of a lot for the size. So, I don't know. It's, and I think for the tastiness, it's a little bit disappointing for that much money. Mm. So, I don't know. Yeah. But, hey, it is what it is. It's a chai. I wasn't expecting it to be like much different than what it is. Um, and yeah, uh, overall it's pretty drinkable. You know, I've almost drank the whole thing. It's not like, I mean, since it's not real milk, you know, it's not giving me a stomach ache or anything. So not too much to complain about there. It's not like really spicy, so you can drink it pretty reasonably quickly if you wanted to but there's enough spice that maybe you wouldn't want to chug it. So yeah, it's a nice little drinkable chai tea, almond milk thingy. Um, I probably wouldn't buy it again, but if someone gave me one, I would drink it. When you, when I would drink you it open for free. the bottle, did it pop? Uh, No, it did not. Why is it called pop on bottle? I have no idea, Daniel. It's some freaking it's some hipster shit where they name everything two things with an ampersand. Uh, you know? I see they've brought out a vanilla oat milk latte with added collagen. Um, Your daily latte with a collagen boost. I didn't see that one. Or maybe I did. I don't know. I have another one here, but... Yeah. The other one you've got, is it the matcha green tea almond latte? It is. It is the matcha green tea. That'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Wish I had gotten this banana milk, but oh well. Thanks, Rotolactor, you fucker. Mm. All right, Daniel, so numbers for you. Milkiness is a 51. Mm -hmm. There's like a slight hint of milkiness, but a thin milk. You can imagine a thin milk. You know. Anyway, tastiness is 76. Creativity is 61. I guess this is kind of creative. I don't know. I mean, chai isn't like a super unique thing. It's not like they invented chai, but I don't know. Yeah. It's uh it's something. Oh no, I gave my last milk a 61 on creativity, Daniel. All right, I'm going to downgrade this one to a 59. Perfect. The value is 32. That's the, I'll drink it if I got it for free, but I won't buy it again range. Gestalt 74. And the Zeitgeist is 68. Like, (laughs) it does look nice, you know? Despite looking like a design project, it's still nice looking. It's appealing enough that yeah. I it caught my eye on the shelf when I bought it. I'm not like super in love with it, but it's not terrible by any means. I don't know. I mean, I could give it a lower Zeitgeist score, I suppose. But it's it's so Zeitgeisty. I think you can't give it what it wants, but I don't think you can give it low. Oh, maybe like I could give it like a, a 62. What was your original number? 68. Yeah. I think the 60 is right. 62. 
it reminds me of something. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Marvin the Paranoid Android in the 2006 Hitchhiker's Guide movie by Garth Jennings. Has that like oh, pristine white with a black line and a black circle kind of look. Mm-hmm. I say pristine white, I mean like, you know, pastel in this pastel case. Pastel yellow, of course. It's very it has that d- that future robot design it's, aesthetic. It's very Easter egg yellow, this color. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know why it's called pop and bottle. They're you probably know, thinking hey, like, oh, uh, popping bottles in the club, like, da 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 Popping bottles every they night, expect, like a, yeah, like a blizzard or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like a G, is that from G6? Fly like a G6? I think that like is. Like a G6, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great, Brian, well popping done. Popping bottles every night, like a wizard. <laughs> we do it. We do it right. Get drunk, get slizzard. Slizzard. Sipping scissor in my ride like 3-6. Cause you know I'm so fly like a G6. Anyway, Daniel. I think I got like almost all those words right except for one or two. And mm, I think wizard slizzles. would be one of them. I think slizzard is correct. I think wizard was not. But it does rhyme, so fuck you. Yeah, good enough. Daniel, would you like to find out which milk is today's non-milk milk milk of the day? Does yours have actual milk in it, Daniel? Mine? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yours Yours has real milk in it? Let's see. Ingredients. Water, cognac, tapioca balls, sugar, whole milk powder, brown sugar, creamer, black tea, flavor, emulsifier. Fatty acid, glycerides, sodium lactate stearate. Daniel, I'm satisfied. Carrageenan. Oh, God. Sodium carboxmethyl cellulose. See, Daniel, sodium bicarbonate. Mine has no junky extras, Daniel. No gums, no thickeners, no preservatives. So deal with that. Yours does have milk products in it. That's good, Daniel. Mm. That is good. White floating objects may occur. So maybe yours will be the milk of the day. Maybe. It says that white floating objects may occur. Yes. After you drink it, like in your vision or <laughs> in the in the tea. <laughs> oh, oh. Daniel, Daniel, are you seeing any white floating objects right now? Yes, I am. They're up in the sky, Brian. Are they clouds, Daniel? Oh shit! Yeah. That's normal. That's okay. That's normal. Um. Yeah, we all see those, Daniel. I've just figured out what this pop and bottle design reminds me of. Hang on. Um, it's like um oh you know what it is Daniel it's like the hitchhiker it's like the animations in the Hitchhiker's Guide movie. You know what else it where is? There's like a little bottle and it pops up and then it's gonna like go up this little tube somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me. Yes, I agree with you, but also it reminds me of a lunatone. Lunatone. Daniel, that's a reference nobody but you will understand. Brian. So. Let's just move Go, on. Access Google and type in L-U-N-A-T-O-N-E. Lunar Tone. Lunar Tone. And then tell me you're not drinking Lunatin. right out of one of this thing's head. <laughs> uh, 
Daniel, this is like a this Pokemon is like a is like a child friendly version of one of the angels from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Ah. Uh. The one that's in the first episode. Ah, I haven't watched any Evangelion oh, well. except for the um, except for the one where everyone dies. The movie. Ah, that's great, Daniel. Lunatone. It's a Pokemon, eh? It is. Is it pronounced Lunatone? It's not Lunatone, or pretty sure it's a Lunatone. Lunatony. Yeah, it's Lunatone and Solrock is its good friend. Huh. All right. Neat. Mm, neat. And that's what Brian's bottles look like. They look like little lunatones. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Looks like a little bit, little bit. Looks like Those. you've severed off the beak of a lunatone and then hollowed it out and put milk inside. Well, that's brutal, Daniel. Wow, Pokemon world is brutal, Brian. That's true. It actually it actually is, Daniel. Oh, no way. That's Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> All right, Brian. Who who right. won milk of the day? I've actually got a genuine chance, who, don't I? I think it's I think it's a bit of a toss up right now, Daniel. Mm, so especially I think that because I haven't really been paying much attention. But uh Oh Daniel hit us with the hit us with the numbers like a nerd, Brian. Milk of the day. Really? Is that damn? All right, I guess that. Huh. Okay, Daniel. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Anyway, Daniel, we have a winner. Today's milk of the day, with a score of 354, mm-hmm. is the Lunatone. Oh, oh, not mine. Pop and bottle. Was it even close? Chai tea latte. It was pretty close. 354 to 297. Not close. So, 60 points <laughs> separating them. Daniel. Yes. I think the I think the problem Daniel was the balls. The balls were a big problem. If this hit hadn't flavorless had flavorless balls, Daniel. It just the balls prohibited it from being drinkable. I couldn't get past the balls. Ultimately, Daniel, would you would you want that to be the milk of the day with these Daniel? balls, no. With those, with those balls, mm, I just can't get past the balls. Daniel, I have, I did realize, Daniel, with today's episode, we've got quite a lot of actual tea-flavored things or teas on the list. So I changed the categories to tea, and tea is now our third best scoring flavor category wow. with an average score of three fifty-one. Yeah, which is. This is an above-average tea-flavored thing, apparently. So both of our milks were actually teas today, weren't they? Yeah, mine uh, has black tea, of course. It says tea on the front. Yeah. Yours is a tea. This is this is teeing it up with Brian C. and Daniel K. Yes. for tea. Brian T. and Daniel T. Brian C. for chai and Daniel K. for... Tea. Kombucha. Kombucha. God. <laughs> Which is not really tea, is it? Though? Yeah, of course it is. What are you Just, talking about? Is it? I don't know what it is. It's fermented shit, Daniel. Yeah, but what shit? Tea. It's definitely tea. What? Kombucha's good. I like it. Sure. Is it tea? Yeah, it's definitely tea. 
It's black oh, tea. It definitely is tea. There you go. Absolutely. Great. Tea it, teeing it up with Brian C and Daniel K. Yeah, tea, it's perfect. Yeah, teeing it up. That's, that's a, our that's new fun. podcast. That works. Yeah, Daniel. Why do you think I said it? Ah, you've been clever. I didn't expect it. <laughs> it's caught, caught me unawares. What? Do you like tea, Daniel, Brian? I think we found the future of our. I think we found the future of our podcast. You know what the problem tea. of this future is, though. Yeah. I don't like tea very much. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, well, never mind. I like kombucha, but not tea. Uh, there's been a... And my local fancy grocery shop, Gilbert's Fresh Food Market in Midland, on the corner of Great Northern Highway and Morrison Road, uh, sometimes called Swan Valley Fresh. I don't really know why. I think Swan Valley Fresh is maybe the shopping complex that Gilbert's Fresh Food Market is, uh, is housed within alongside a cafe and an uh, Italian grocer's. Um, but... They've got uh, all these fancy kombuchas, of course, which you can buy for seven bucks a pop for 750 mils of kombucha, which I often am a fool and do. And they've got a special flavor of Earl Grey flavored kombucha. And I'm always like, yuck, tea? No thanks. I'll take this kombucha, thanks. And I get the one next to it. (laughs) Fool that I am, Brian. It's all tea, isn't it? It's just this is tea flavored tea. It's all tea. And I prefer to get the the galaxy hops. Or the jasmine, wild jasmine, or whatever. Ocean bomb, whatever. What was it called? Ocean what bomb. Was today's loser, Daniel? O- today's loser bubble was ocean tea. bomb. No, today's loser was me because I drank an ocean bomb bubble milk tea. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, listeners, it is bitter with is <laughs> it's bittersweet it's news, bitters. but we have to let you know that uh, this is going to be the last episode of teeing it up um yeah we just uh you know daniel doesn't quite have the passion for this project lack of passion anymore never me before brian we can do this even though and I we're, gonna re- we're gonna refocus our efforts on milk for the foreseeable future um so teeing it up will be uh we'll be canceling it but <laughs> Uh, of course, this episode will still be around, available if you want to come back and listen to it anytime. Yeah. Um, and we hope to uh, keep up with you in our further further ventures yeah, into ventures. the world of flavored milks. Have you Googled bubble uh, ocean bomb bubble tea? Nah, should I? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. So my, that's kind of all right. Mine's the black oh, one. Dang. Yours is the black one? That's good. Yeah. That's actually quite... It's got a lattice of caramel in it. It does, like a genetically modified spider might weave. Was there a genetically modified spider in there? Maybe that is what um, uh, 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 sodium lactate stariate and glyceride means. Like the glyceride is the... (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they genetically modified a spider that would like weave the lattice and then it like balls up and transforms into that flavorless ball yeah the flavorless bubble those bubbles are all former spiders daniel yeah they also do like but they're genetically engineered ocean bomb to be flavorless also does a bunch of pokemon themed sparkling flavored waters yeah there's a snorlax one right here that's cool togepi one looks good i'm looking at a a sort of festival Pikachu on a red can. I don't know what a Togepi is, but 
I guess I could click on that if I saw it. No worries. Yeah. I see a Bulbasaur and a Venusaur and a, oh no, a Squirtle and a Bulbasaur and a Charizard, Charmander thingy. Yeah. You know. Lots of Pokemon on these cans. I know Pokemon, Daniel. Hey. Th- oh, shoot. There's one that's a Pokeball. Yeah. Looks like it. Of. Looks like Ocean Bomb's doing something right. Sticking oh. a Pokemon on their cans. Daniel, should I drink Shike on this? Yeah. What's podcast? What's Shike? It's like a rice, rice, <laughs> rice punch. Apparently, is what they call it. Mm, rice punch. Yeah, that sounds rice great. Punch. It's like a ricey water that's really sweet. Well, what's the difference between delicious. a ricey water and like an almond milk? Probably nothing, right? Um, so like almond milk. Almond milk is like you <laughs> you soak the almonds and then you like blend them up or whatever, and then you squeeze. Yeah, the, the um, cut out. You like soak the almonds, then you dump out that water, then you like blend them up. Then you blend them up with other water, and then you squeeze it through like a cheesecloth, so you have just the liquid. Yeah. And there's no almonds in the liquid. Oh, okay. Rice water. This ricey water okay? has rice in it, Daniel. It is like a little can of stuff full of ricey water, oh. and it is so good. Okay. Yeah, get some shike. It's it's not even close to milk. It's white. It doesn't even pretend to be milk. White like milk? (laughs) Isn't it? The rice is white. It's just a sugary drink. Oh, okay. Well, that's your I mean, I guess we we could I guess we could expand into just like other drinks, you know, we could turns out there's a fine there's a finite amount of milks in America, so you might need to. Or I just need to find more grocery stores and stuff and just get really aggressive with it. I swear, there must be somewhere that's like a milk import-export online shop where you can you can sample the milks of the whole world, but we just haven't found it yet. I haven't found it for you. I tried my best, but I couldn't find anything. I mean, I found places that would ship me milk from other countries, but it was like uh, yeah, hundred bucks a insane bottle. shipping prices. Yeah. So I saw that too. The camel I'm milk. Not really gonna there. do that. A frozen liter of camel milk for over a hundred bucks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, imagine, Daniel. Mm. Imagine. But they do keep coming out with new milks all the time, so maybe it's true. Maybe we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll probably be fine. Stick with us, listeners. We'll be fine. I'm just. I'm. There's also more chocolate milks that I haven't got on here, but. You know, some part of me just isn't, doesn't, I don't have the enthusiasm for more chocolate milk. No. You know? Of course. Anyway. So listeners, if, if, I think, uh, if we, I think that, if we get Brian Shike over here, he rocks up with some Shike instead of Brian BPC or whatever, um, then you'll know that he's really reached the bottom of the milk barrel and no new milks have been invented. It's just going to drink a tasty rice yeah. thing. Yeah, and it will be tasty, and I will like it. <sighs> anyway, Daniel. Anyway, we Brian. should uh, let's let's call it quits there, Daniel. Let's call it quits. How do you feel about that? Good idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. All right. I'm um. Well, I'm recording on a new listeners? computer. By the way, I got a new computer. That's exciting, Daniel. Yeah. 
It's very exciting. I'll have to see if I can set up OBS and stuff and we can maybe play some video games. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah. Our YouTube channel is waiting for it us. It is. It's waiting for contributions from us. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, sir. Can you spare a Let's Play? It says as we walk past. Yeah. So if you like video games, go to youtube.com and find the Milk in It podcast channel. Yeah. And uh, like and subscribe and yeah, bu- press all the buttons and stuff so that you get all the shit. And then maybe we'll upload a video there someday soon. Yeah, by the time this episode comes out, you might there might be new stuff. It might even be old stuff oh, yeah. by the time this one comes out. That's true, depending on how well I do. All right. Well, Daniel, I'm ready to move us out. Cool. I'm ready to be Is mooed out. Is there anything else you want to say? You got to nah. get it in quickly. Listeners, are you ready? You're going to get mooed right out. <laughs> that was a really brief That's one. That's good. <laughs> oh, I, I, I sh- there we go. I showed up late to work again. My boss really mooed me out. device input device microphone 2 input device microphone 2 output device default speaker 2 what what hello